You're listening to the Mind Your Autistic Brain podcast, the show for late identified autistics. Each week, you will hear the autism journey of another late identified person, including their hardest part, their best part, and insights they share just for you. So you know you are not alone on this journey, my friend. Find your person and community here each week. And don't miss the special editions of Creator Spotlight and Hot Topic with your hostess with the mostest, Social Audie. That's me, Carol Jean. Let's get started. Welcome to Mind Your Autistic Brain, the show for late identified autistics. And my Hot Topic special guest is my friend, Eveline Wielden from Awesome Training. Eveline, I am so excited you are here. This is something that we have been trying to coordinate and schedule for the last couple of months because you are super busy and have some amazing things happening with Awesome Training. And for those of you who are on Instagram, you can follow and check out Eveline at Awesome Training. And she has some incredible resources, some fantastic things. And if you guys have been listening for a while, if you've been following the podcast and you follow me on IG and any of the lives that I do, You've heard me mention my friend Evelyn and how things are sometimes just human. They're not autistic. They're not neurotypical versus neurodiverse. It's just human. This is my friend Evelyn. Evelyn, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for that lovely introduction. I'm so glad we got around to doing this now. <laughs> I know, I know. And she and I are both super excited because this is like the first sunny, warm, beautiful day in both of our countries. And she's in Ireland and I'm, in, of course, in the States and Kentucky. And we both had like overcast and rainy. So we were, we're super excited. So this isn't going to be a really long episode, guys, because we want to go outside and have some fun. But we are going to talk about some really great information and some good hot topic things today. And one of those things that we're going to talk about is how things kind of happen in our world, how we might sometimes be manipulated or not get things. And, and all of a sudden we're in situations or things have happened and we're just like, what happened? How did we get here? So to kind of get to know Evelyn a little bit, Evelyn, would you share with us your autism story? Just sort of, how did you find out? How old were you? How did you come to the knowledge that I am autistic? Yeah, sure. It's uh, seven seven years ago. Um, I was 37. Um, I mean, you know, people always ask, what led you to be diagnosed? And I'm like, well, the 37 years that went before that. So <laughs> it's quite a long story. Um, but, you know, it was around the time my little girl was one. Um, I found being pregnant difficult. Not, you know, I mean, as in medically, I was fine. I was in great health, <laughs> um, you know, glowing, as people say. But it was, um, I think a lot of things had, that had happened in my life were coming back to me, which is actually, I think this happens with a lot of pregnant women, that a lot, any trauma we've had, it kind of comes, because I suppose you're in your kind of uh, nesting stage or a mothering stage or protective stage and, you know, all of this stuff that you haven't dealt with comes back. So a lot of that was going on for me. Um, I obviously related to that then. It was like, whoa, sensory <laughs> intrusions, let's call them. You know, uh, my husband chewing gum. Uh, <laughs> was like, Stop chewing gum. Just That's an lot. executionable offense. Oh, totally. You know, we're lucky we're still together. <laughs> but it was, you know, there was just a lot of stuff that um, it, I, it kind of reminded me of being like a teenager. It just had this a lot of the same feelings, a lot of the same, you know, stuff going on. That That's kind of how I felt. Um, you know, and I suppose um, about a year later then, um, you know, I suppose I, I I had looked up autism before that, but I just, I don't know, you know, you're getting this list of stuff 
for five-year-old boys and you're like no, no that's not really me or i don't actually have these things no you know and then you're you know you're I, I i restarted researching more and more and i can't even remember what i searched but i you know came across uh autistic women and stories and i was like oh there i am that's me <laughs> like all of these things apply to me um and then i went for a diagnosis but you know it was um yeah i think that was the start of the journey because since then it's just been massive uh learning curve for me and and, and meeting other autistic people was i find that the diagnosis was a bit meaningless kind of you know it's like okay so you have this thing and it's like yeah everything makes sense but it still didn't fit for me as in i didn't understand i was like well what does this actually mean you know and it was through meeting other autistic people and reading what autistic people were saying and what you know whatever going to <laughs> watching videos and just kind of tuning into the autistic perspective that really really made that um connection more for me any more than a you know kind of an identification or or, or a diagnosis does it, it's it was more about actually what does all this theory mean what does you know what how does it apply to me and in, in, you know as a living breathing autistic person um and since i got to know the autistic community i think that's where my own personal growth has come in much more um you know re reconnecting with myself um and realizing how much i was masking you know and that's probably why when you know i think when, when i was pregnant and even when my little girl was one it was like uh, or you know but baby and it was just um it was just this ridiculous pressure that i was putting on myself like everything had to be perfect um you know obviously my anxiety went up to here and then how do you mask that <laughs> you know it was like uh you know cracks have to show somewhere um you know but it was again it was you know like how you know having her dress perfectly all the time having everything ironed little baby grows that don't wrinkle anyway you know now i look back going what was i doing with my time but you know and i worked for myself i went back to work you know um a few months after she was born it was like again you know you're in the thing so it's it's you don't realize it till afterwards and i suppose you know it was i kind of i felt like i didn't have a choice and part of that was all mixed up in uh, you know this invincible mask that like well I can do everything I'm superwoman you know there's nothing I can't do and you're trying to keep up that persona um, and obviously you can't because you're a human and, and it's impossible to do everything you know like a, a superhuman when you're just human so um, yeah I suppose that's it that's probably a little bit about my journey um, I um i suppose finding my voice you know because a lot of people are like oh you're very confident oh you you know you whatever uh, and i'm like yes this is new this is like literally i have only been me for the past three years probably you know maybe a little bit more than that because i, I love that yeah you know but it is new and it's like <gasps> i've been re basically repressing myself for I'm being repressed i'm being repressed for all of you monty python I, 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 like, I got a lot of i've got to make up for a lot of lost time you know i have a lot of stuff to say so and you know you and i had sort of touched on this the last time we talked which god i love when you and i get to talk because it's always so fun but that was something that you know you and i had both talked about was that you you go for decades and you're so busy masking and you're conforming to what you think this this standard is and you're killing yourself trying to live up to this completely unrealistic standard that you think you're supposed to be doing because you think everybody else is doing it yeah and you know because we 
we do tend to have these, you know, black and white, you tell me this, I'm going to believe you, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. We hear somebody say, you know, oh, well, this is what you're supposed to do. And we're like, okay, well, that's what you're supposed to do. But really, that's not what other people do. And we're killing ourselves trying to, to do it. Yeah. And it's like, it is sort of this rebirth in a lot of ways. You know, I call it, you get this clean slate and now you know you're autistic and you come to the table with this whole new knowledge. You know, you process your whole life up to this point and then you're like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Who am I yeah. underneath all of this? How do I clean all this muck off? And then it's like you emerge as this whole new being because I'm the same. I'm not the same person that I was, you know, at 39 when I found out. And Ooh, you mentioned in the sensory things during pregnancy. Oh, yeah, but I had no clue that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so now that you're, and I love this because you're like, now that I found my voice, I used to not say anything. Now I'm saying stuff. So tell me, share, me, uh, share with us a little bit about sort of you finding your voice right now, what that is mm-hmm. and what that, what that feels like and what that means to you, Evelyn. Yeah, um, it. Yeah, I mean, it was just a huge transformation. I mean, you know, I mean, probably if someone sees me speaking now or saying, or, you know, advocating, it's probably like, whoa, you know. But there were times when I just, in a normal conversation with someone, wouldn't say my opinion. I wouldn't voice my, what I, you know, I I would just be analyzing what they were saying and kind of go, what's the best response to this now? What will I say to this? And it just, it was kind of became automatic nearly, but after so long years of doing it. But you know, there was times where I, you know, it's kind of like just not, the only way I can describe it is like feeling small, feeling insignificant. And um, I think there was always this fear that um, somebody would see that inner self or that real me or that person who I had like wrapped up and protected from a young age and, and built this fortress around or this mask around. It, you know, a lot of it's based on on fear. And I think for me, it was, you know, just kind of like a really big uh, realization or awakening or whatever word you want to put on it. But, you know, it happened quite suddenly um, about, you know, three years ago, I suppose it was it was kind of listening to what people were saying about us. And because that's why it's confusing, because you have these like well-meaning people um, like I was at a conference, an autism conference kind of thing. And it was it was three days. So I had three days of, you know, someone talking the talk and saying how much, how much they valued neurodiversity. And on the one hand, but then like words like, Oh, they almost look normal slipped out in another, you know, it was, yeah. So there was this contract, you know, so my head was going, yeah, this fine. This makes sense. This person sounds like they're, you know, pro autistic, but my gut was just going crazy. And I think for me, it was like, what's this feeling? Why am I, you know, and just to make sense of that. And, you know, now I know I had totally disconnected from that that inner self or that gut feeling. Um, and it was just like literally my eyes opened. I just was like, whoa, hang on. This is what society has been doing to me since I was a kid. This is what society does to autistics. And it was just like, you know, looking at instead of kind of the medical model or, you know, this is what's wrong with you, just kind of going, wait a minute. This is like oppression. This is like literally people pleasing grooming people to just please other people so they're not weirded out or whatever because they don't you know they're not prepared (laughs) to accept something that's a bit different um so it was like literally just uh you know uh bursting out of a shell 
and I think it was just, it took me time to figure stuff out. I had set up my page, which was Awesome Cork back then, because I didn't think I'd be reaching all or, you know, everywhere, but now we are, so it's awesome training. But I'd set up that page, you know, primarily to educate people on the autistic perspective. So it was really where I found my voice and it was really where I started to articulate thoughts and, and where I was figuring things out and you know I might put, I might be thinking about I don't know something to do with like sensory things or whatever was going on in my head at the time and I'd you know write it on the page and you know people would reply and it was a really good way of connecting with other people but also of getting my voice out there I was like terrified of conflict most of my life <laughs> and then suddenly I'm like arguing kind of you know it's like whoa actually you know what you're like bring it on baby but it, yeah you know i mean i've got like, something to say i've got 40 something years of something to say come yeah. on yeah, it is it's like actually there's nothing wrong with debating stuff you know i've left a debate because i for you know hang on i never thought of it like that and it, it, it's you know it made me think about something in a new way but like i would have been terrified before because not because i didn't know what to say but because i'd be so terrified of confronting somebody or whatever that because I I want I would want them to like me, you know, or accept what will this person think of me if I say this? And if that thought's in your head all the time, it just totally stops you from actually getting your needs met and saying, this isn't okay, you know, or I would prefer if it was like this. Because I was just so afraid of what that reaction might be, even though I didn't really want to have a friendship or relationship. You know what I mean? If that makes sense with the person. Oh boy, do I. And I think everybody listening and everybody watching just went. I so get that. I'm right there with you. Cause that really is. That's one of the one of the biggest things, one of the biggest hurdles that had been stopping me was that I was afraid. I was afraid of everything. I, I didn't want any conflict. I wanted everything to be smooth. I didn't want somebody to not like me or or somebody to to say something that would hurt my feelings, you know, because that happens. And all of a sudden I was just like, why am I holding on to this? Because it's not serving me. And that was the big question. Is this serving me? And yeah. is it true? It's like, A, it's not serving me. And B, it's not true. And really, uh, does that person that I really don't know and I don't have a relationship with, does their opinion of me really matter in the big scheme of things or in my everyday world? No. So if I disagree with them and I don't like what they have to say, I've got some choices. I can choose to either bypass it and keep going, or I can step back and from a place of kindness and gentleness and patience and some understanding, I would then say, hey, I see that you said this or you, you believe this, and I could see your perspective on that. I see where you're coming from, but I'd like to share how I see it and then just put that out there and just, you know, where they go with it from there, that's their, that's mm -hmm. their choice, but at least I've then spoken up. But that was a really big thing was like you finding my voice and not being afraid to say something, no matter what the situation, because I couldn't live in fear. Living in fear had made me miserable. It had made me not me. It had made me like this person who didn't want to take up any space in the world. Yeah. And now I'm just like, whoo, baby, I'm big and I'm here. Yeah. But you know, when you, <laughs> when you give those signals to someone, when you're like afraid of your, you know, to take up space, people sense that. And then they just walk all over you. You know, it's like literally, it's, so it's not only do you just not confront people, you're literally just like a doormat. And it's, you know, this is what happens. And it's like, oh, why didn't I just say this thing? And 
I think for me as well, it was kind of looking around at other people and saying, well, that person is like saying what they think. Well, that person's saying what they think. What's wrong with me saying what I think? You know, uh, and, and you know, again, if someone has an issue with it, um, that's their issue. They need to evaluate why they have an issue with it. They need to do a bit of self-searching or whatever, you know, because it's, I, I think that was it. I think like I took on the responsibility. If someone, you know, was offended, it's like, that's my fault. But like I've said things that shouldn't be offensive to people. Do you know what I mean? Or like are actually defending other people, and someone's like, "Oh, that's very offensive." Oh. You know, that's okay, Evelyn, I, I want to like stop it and park on that for a second because what you just said is brilliant insight, and it is incredible information for somebody else out there. And what you just said is so important is that we take on and tend to, when we're not aware of it, take on the responsibility of other people's responses and emotions. And that is not our responsibility. No. That's huge. That, that's a huge yeah. thing. And that was a big one for me. And I love that it was a big one for you. You know, And it's kind of like you have these realizations, but then something happens in the, that, you know, your confidence builds, you know, it's going to be, it's a process. It's like, I go through days where I'm like, am I actually making sense? Am I doing, will I go do something else? And, you know, it's like totally self-doubting because of years of, you know, self-doubting. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's, even, you know, when I, if I'm training, you know, oh, ooh, if I was mentioning something like ABA, I used to be like, oh no, like this is terrible. Now I have to tell these people. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know, again, I, I felt responsible in somehow that these people had been led to believe that ABA, you know, I'm like, I'm just saying this is what, what it is. This is the thing. It's not actually my responsibility, everything that's gone on before. But I, I think that's part of our, I don't know, part of the whole masking and, and, fear that we have actually taken on the responsibility of stuff that's not ours and I have to remind myself like daily that's really not mine <laughs> that's their stuff to deal with I'm so glad it's not just me it's still that daily reminder because I don't know about you but it's for me it's been now I know that I'm autistic and that has been an incredible life-changing awareness mm -hmm. about myself you know, and it's that that tip of the pyramid in in those hierarchy of needs is that self-actualization. And it's like I didn't I was living in the dark and I had no clue and I was so lost and I knew I was lost, but I didn't know how to find myself. And it's like that little that little key, that little piece of information that, hey, you're autistic. And then to understand what that means for me. Yeah, not not what it means for anybody else in the world, but really going through the process of what does being autistic mean in my life and mean to me? Because everyone's experience is different. Yes, we have things that are relatable, and yes, we have things that we can share in in some common experiences, and that is huge. Like getting into the community and talking to other women, talking to other autistics, and finding out that oh wow, you experience that too. It's not just me, and I've been keeping it to myself because I was so terrified that I was so broken somehow yeah. because that's how I experienced the world. Or that, oh, it's hard for you too. It, it's it's not just me, and, and it's not that everybody else makes it look easy. It's that it is hard. <laughs> that was like a relief, right? 
But that's huge. You know, I mean, that's all any of us as humans need is to just know that we're not alone, that we're not the only, because that's kind of what it felt like, you know, that I'm the only one like this. There's something wrong with me. Everyone else is fine. And you, you, you grow up thinking that, that you're the only one. And to finally actually get to adulthood and go, oh, I'm not the only one. There's like loads of us. You know, it's, there's huge connection in that. There's just huge healing in that as well, I think. You know, it's, it's I mean, that's one of the things was just actually, I stopped berating myself, stopped like beating myself with a stick. You know, I couldn't have a conversation with somebody without walking away and going, why did you say that? No, you said that wrong. You The next time now, like, just ridiculous. You know, I mean, when I think back now, it was just, it was so harmful. It was like this negative talk all of the time and just really giving myself a hard time needlessly. And, you know, this kind of thinking that everybody, you know, had this negative view of me, which isn't true either. You know, I'm sure some people did, some people don't, you know. Same it now. is so not true because I am like, love I am the head fan club member of the Love Evelyn Club. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I just, there's huge freedom. I think that, that for me, that's what it is. It's just like a new freedom. I'm free to be myself, to you know, set my boundaries in place. Not afraid, not living in fear of if I say this, what will be the reaction? Because you know what, actually, the reaction is 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 okay the reaction is someone usually respecting you because you've said this is not okay with me you know <laughs> or you know whatever you're you're saying it's but the reaction actually has been quite positive you know i'm sure there's lots of people who don't like stuff i'm saying but then that's for them to deal with <laughs> that's that's on them that's their responsibility so evelyn yeah. i want to ask a question to kind of maybe help our our viewers and our community and mind your autistic brain because this is something I went through as well. And it's venturing out, putting your toe in the water of letting that fear go, speaking what's on your heart, what's on your mind, and then allowing the other people the opportunity to respond in their way. So as you were going through this, what are some, some things or how did you begin to do this? Like looking back on it, because retrospect in 2020, as we know, is our teacher and our lessons. So when you look back on that, in that earlier self of you venturing out into taking these chances and these opportunities and really embracing the freedom of mm -hmm. letting yourself show, how did that start of get you to where you are now? What are some insights that you have on that? Oh, okay. Um, okay. Also, I don't want to make it sound really easy. I was terrified. <laughs> Most of <laughs> it. So true. It is because it's now I'm like, we haven't done it. <laughs> As if I'm like, that's not what I'm, you know, in the beginning, obviously there's still all of that stuff we're hanging on to, like that fear of, oh no, what will people think? Am I saying the wrong thing? You know, and kind of seeing what way it's respond, responding to. So for me, it was, um, you know, I suppose it it was doing it kind of, I did it quite publicly <laughs> on a you know, Facebook page. Here's me, here I am, you know, um, and there are parts because, because obviously it is a new voice and it's really fragile and it's, it, it's quite still open to criticism, you know, um, or sensitive to criticism. So, uh, you know, and particularly I was just coming out going, yeah, this stuff they're saying about us, this isn't true. This is, you know, and I, I really was just saying what I needed to say. 
Um, and I got mixed reactions from people. And I suppose it's probably uh, taken me time to just kind of, okay, separate this. And, you know, I, I came, came to the conclusion that if I put up like, I love pink fluffy bunnies or white fluffy bunnies, somebody's gonna have something negative to say about that. That really, you know, it's like, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't matter what you say. If you say, I'm gonna give everybody a million, you know, euro or a million dollars today, someone will be saying, oh, you're showing off your privilege or somebody will be saying, why don't you, why didn't you give it to us before? You know, there's just gonna be, I don't have millions to give anybody, by the way, just in case anyone's getting excited. <laughs> well, dang, I was kind of hoping on this end. I would love to. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's just that there's just going to be people who are going to have, you know, are in a different place to you or whatever. Um, I found it hard. You know, I, I did find it hard. Um, and I probably didn't look after myself initially. Like, now I will take breaks. And, yeah, that's so <laughs> important. And I suppose, you know, now I know more about trauma. And I'm like, oh half of that stuff I was doing is a trauma response still. You know, it's like we're still fighting. And that's kind of how I was, you know, that was so my reaction to kind of waking up and realizing was like, whoa, I've got to fight this. So now I'm still just in a trauma response. It's just different to fawning and freezing. Now I'm fighting. Um, and it just, it just, I suppose it was very much emotion, you know, driven. Um, I probably didn't <laughs> think about it enough. Um, I just went and did it because it, but also it felt right. And you know what? It has, it helped me enormously. But if I was, you know, to do it again, I would be like, okay, get someone else to help you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't do it all on your own. Have, oh, I love it. <laughs> have a proper support network. Like I, I'm, I'm, I am very lucky. Like I have, you know, I have, you know, a few very good friends in the autistic community who have supported me. I have people who kind of were friends but then weren't there when I actually needed support you know so um I think it is actually that's you know all of us need support so it's like having the right support in place um definitely you know taking breaks from it uh that's you know just something I I've, I've literally only started doing probably this year you know because I was like what am I doing like if I woke up every morning and had an argument with my husband before my day started I wouldn't have a very good day and that's what I was doing it was like literally you know kind of arguing and trying to you know explain things to people and it, that's really hard to do online because there's no tone in the text people are imagining like I literally write what I'm saying and then people go you know someone might you know I've had it happen where someone's gone I can't believe you said and I'm like that's totally just like I'm not saying that like how is someone right. seeing that I'm saying that yes you that know? is such a that's a challenge <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, it, it's kind of, and it's learning. It's just, you know what, I can't argue with everybody who's going to pick up, try and correct my language and tell me I should be saying I'm with autism and not with autistic. And, you know, it, got, it was getting frustrating because I'm like, I actually can't just have this conversation every day. So it's, I think, picking, picking <laughs> the, picking your challenges or picking your arguments. Um, but yeah, I've been like terrified. I put up stuff. Like I am, ver like I am challenging what, the norm you know what people have been thinking like you know as you said like autistics are human it's like well if we start thinking about that what do we discover you know and it's like we discover everything and now everything makes more sense and you know some people genuinely have a problem starting at that point because of all of the medical stuff and all of this you know the what's been said about us before and even autistic people have an issue you know kind of 
starting at that point. Um, but, you know, we are human. So we, we have to look at how we react to everything and how people respond to us. And, you know, we can't say that, you know, oh, all of these things are because we're autistic, we, just because we experience them. You know, why are autistic people anxious? Why are autistic people, you know, why would we a ridiculously high rate of suicide? Why are we, you know, unemployment? Is that because of autism? You know, it's, it's like, you know, what's because of the way we're treated and what is, and then for me, it was literally just trying to pull apart all of that stuff you know, and the more I did, the more I saw just trauma. Like literally the common denominator in most things is trauma, you know. Absolutely. And I think that it, that was one of the things that that really drew me to you and to your account because we met on IG um, was that you look at things and you start to pull apart. Well, you know, let's step back and really look at this. You're like, let's, let's challenge this because it's, it's a broken model. And what I really like and sort of where I've, I've taken it sort of for myself on this one, because I think it, you're so brilliant in, in how you propose this and how you present it is that when we are an us against them mentality in everything, and it's like, well, this is autistic and this is neurotypical. And, you know, you do this, you're pitting one against another and you're not yeah. finding the commonality, which is the human basis of our existence. And we all experience certain things. Yes. And, and there is a difference. Correct. But when we step back and say, OK, well, what's just a human thing? And, and what is falsely being represented in both the autistic community and within the neurotypical community and what's, what's true and what's not, and how do we come to a better understanding and close that gap? Yeah. Because when we have this chasm and we have this gap, we are not a rising tide raising all ships. We are creating a void that is not serving either yeah. group when we do that. And I love that you do that. And one of the things for all of you, Mind Your Autistic Brain members, in last month's The Brain Dump, the very first newsletter that went out, Evelyn's gorgeous, fantastic, and really fun article about lining things up was featured. So if you haven't gotten that, you're more than welcome to go click on the link and get the newsletter. Um, so you can take a look at that. And I'll include it in the show notes below so people can access that. Because I love that. You're like, why are you saying that autistic people specifically like to line stuff up? Yeah. Because, well, let's think about it. Go to the grocery store. Everything on the shelf is lined up. You park your car. Your cars are all lined up in a nice little neat row. It is not an autistic specific thing. It is a human thing to want to organize and line things up. Yeah. I, like starting with autistics are human. It's, it's really fun because you actually just go, this is ridiculous. Like it's so ridiculous. You have autism experts telling us that we have special interests. So you have autism experts saying, these children are obsessed with this topic or they'll only talk about it. And you're like, but you're the autism expert who's worked on just autism for the past 30 years. And you're thinking. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, insane. It is exactly. insane. It's, but it's that lack of self-reflection. It's like, they, do people? That's the thing. I've spent all my life thinking about what I'm saying, and I'm like, do people actually think about what they're saying? Because it's just like they're literally just saying stuff that applies to them as well. It's just it is nuts. And like I, you know, I I do explain non-autistic and autistic differences sometimes, but also I'm like, 
I feel like I'm othering ourselves, you know, and it's kind of like, I know we kind of have to talk about our autistic stuff because we are just finding our community and our identity and there's, a, you know, there's that struggle. But I'm kind of going, but I'm making, you know, sometimes I'm making us sound like we're, we're really different. And I think, you know, autistics are like explaining all of this really cool human stuff, which I think is fascinating as well. It's like um, stimming, for example, you know, it's like people. And yeah, autistics stim. But guess what? All human beings stim. And it's like now you've got autistics explaining stimming to the rest of the world. <laughs> like You're like, well, you know, we're not like you know, we haven't studied all the, you know, science and all the biology and all the stuff that goes with understanding stimming. And yet we can explain it to people, you know, who have missed out on all of this stuff for like a century. So, yeah, I do. I, I think explaining stuff as, as autistic things, um, as if they're specific to us, um, can other us needlessly sometimes. And I mean, I think it's only something I realized recently. It's like, well, actually, when I'm teaching people or training people, I use my empathy my, the way and nice but that is something that autistics you know we do have a lot of empath, empathy and I, I know this is for me and common to other people as well it's like if someone is telling me a situation or they're upset about something I might say that's like the time when I blah 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 blah, blah. so I'm trying to relate exactly to how that person's feeling and I, you know this is quite normal for me so when I start training other people it's quite normal for me to give them examples in their lives you know if I'm explain, explaining you know like maybe um um you know a heightened response to sensory input i'll say you know well if you're experiencing a day or maybe a week where you know someone you love's in the hospital maybe you're waiting on bad news you know um your head's not in the game for the day because you're distracted you know you're waiting for the phone to ring so your anxiety's here and the phone rings you're going to jump you're going to have like a physical response that you wouldn't have on a day where none of that stuff's going on and your phone just rings and you're like hello that's you know the relationship between our emotional state and our sensory processing and obviously the two go together you can't separate emotional from sensory as well it's like i don't know why we're talking about sensory stuff without going sensory emotional it's like they're not separate things you know but it, it, it people get it it's like oh yeah because i experienced that too and we're like yeah did you ever you know like eat some sand and it didn't taste nice in your mouth or feel good that's what vegetables are like for me. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, there's nothing strange. There's nothing, you know, I don't have difficulty processing anything. That's just my experience of eating the thing. It's like you eating sand. Oh, okay. So why would you send your kid to therapy to teach them how to eat sand? I wouldn't. Exactly. So let's move on now and talk about stuff that's actually helpful. But that's, you know, it, it, it is using empathy and it has to, you know, to teach other people because it has to start with, we're all human beings. We're not that different. We are more sensitive. We communicate in different ways, but we're not like, you know, over here, you know, like some different, you know, I don't know, species altogether. Well, I suppose there are a lot of people who think we might be, but as well, there's lots of theories about that. <laughs> the alien race. <laughs> but, you know, I just think we're the sensitive people in the world, um, you know, who have been unfortunately like really, really misunderstood. And I think, um, the world needs us because we need sensitivity. We need more sensitive people, you know, in the world, I think. So oh, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. So as we're wrapping up, one of the questions I ask all my guests is if you have one thing that you would really love to share with the person next to you who's just starting their autism journey today, oh. what is it that you would like them to know? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> 
like, I have to think about that. So what would I tell someone who's just kind of finding out or discovering or thinking about the fact that they're autistic? Um, I would say congratulations, probably. <laughs> oh, definitely. We have a quarterly yeah. celebration in Mind Your Autistic Brain for this exact reason. There's not enough celebrating. Yeah, there's not. You know, I think congratulations for making it this far. Uh, you know, for putting up with all the crap you have and congratulations for, you know, starting this new period of your life and just um, enjoy that, that journey of connecting and like, don't be afraid, you know, because I think sometimes we're afraid, well, whoa, what's underneath this mask? What's underneath all of this stuff? What will I find? Um, but you know what? It's something beautiful because you've spent your lifetime protecting it and it's worth reconnecting to it. So I think that's probably what I would say today. Anyway, I could change my mind tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you need to definitely keep that one. And I'm so glad we have it recorded for, for the sake of this because oh. Evelyn, that is beautiful. That is so important because you've spent your lifetime protecting it. It is worthy and it is beautiful. And what will emerge is so <sighs> worth it the journey. If you would like to know more about my beautiful, wonderful, deeply insightful, and fearlessly fighting friend, Eveline Wielden, please go check her and her beautiful class and her courses on awesome training. She has a video on her site that's about a green stop sign. And I want to put a link down below so people can check that out because I think it's such a great insight to sort of help share. And it's a good one for people to share with their family members as you're going through the uncovering process of what autism means to you. This helps explain it. And Evelyn does it in such a wonderful way. Evelyn, what do you have um, available and coming up with awesome training that people can check out? Sure. Um, so at the moment, we have a series of you know, webinars that we did last year. So they're all recorded, available on the website. Uh, lots of mental health stuff. So like particularly for adults who have spent our lifetime masking. So we talked about anxiety, autism and anxiety. Um, and then we also did like social anxiety and masking because we talk about anxiety, but like social anxiety is another part of that. We have a webinar on EDS actually, which is um, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Trying to wear, make a, yeah, raise awareness on that because we're seven times more likely to have EDS than the general population. So there is, um, yeah, we've got one on stimming. I did a wonderful um, webinar with Kieran Rose called What Autism Is and Isn't. So again, it's unpacking all of this stuff and going, right, this is what it means to be autistic at the end of the day. Here's what it is. Um, you know, so we've lots of different things like that. I do, I have um, two of my own courses, which one is like the social skills. Well, I'll say social skills, but it means communication, not teaching anyone to mask. But it's, um, that's the Get Connected course. That's there. I have another course, which is understanding behavior. So it like literally looks at, you know, why is someone doing this? And it starts again with, you know, you're human, we're human. Why would a human being do this? And it really just kind of breaks all of that down for people. We have a parents conference on live on Sunday. Um, and what else have we coming up? We've got a something a live event on PGA in May. And um, I have something exciting coming in the 1st of April. <laughs> so, oh, well, do yeah. sure. This is in uh, April. It, it fits in with our congratulations theme, let's say, um, have that starting in April. I am also doing like a YouTube series on awesome women. So I'm chatting to awesome women. Hopefully, Carol, I'll be able to do return the favor and we can have a chat on awesome women soon. Oh, so awesome. And, and is the name of the channel on YouTube awesome training as well? 
Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'll make sure I put a link down there because we're tech, everybody's checking that one out for sure. Yeah, we only have two so far. I did one today, but I haven't done it yet. So yeah, it's it's just again, you know what? It's it's like autistic women. We exist. Let's talk about our stuff. Things we need to talk about. Um, and I think it would help other women who might be thinking that they're autistic as well or starting their journey. Um, yeah, that's it. I have my books as well, um, social skills books for kids. So I've, I've got lot. Yes, I do have lots of stuff going on. I know when I start talking, I'm like, okay, I do have a lot of stuff. Um, I know it's kind of like whoa, and then it kind of goes back to that. You know, you and I were talking about it before Christmas, and you're like, okay, well, I've been putting in some breaks for myself, and it's like, okay, I look back on it, I'm like, well, I started a group, I started a podcast, started a YouTube channel, started a blog, you know, and all this stuff, and I'm like oh my gosh, I've gone for 14 months straight and I hadn't had a break. So last week I'm like, okay, it is time for a creative rest sabbatical. And I had just, I just dropped off the face of the earth for nine days. And don't you feel so much better when oh you come Oh my back goodness. Yes. Yes. And I'm actually doing a uh, live on Friday to share with everybody what I learned that's in that creative press rest sabbatical, because that's part of the burnout balance. Yeah. Yeah, I find if I took a break at Christmas in January, I was just like, whoa, like so much creativity, so much thinking, so much, you know, and actually it's time for me to have a break again now. So I am actually taking a few days this week. It's Patrick's Day tomorrow. Oh, that's right, tomorrow. Yes, it is. All coming yeah. up. Oh, it's wonderful. Evelyn, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for making time to share your insights, your experiences, and your amazing insight to what autism is and what it isn't. And just being human. Yeah, just a way of being human. That's all it is. Um, thank you so much, Carol, for having me. I really enjoyed this. This is brilliant.